Hello, friends, and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 174. Matt is having technical problems again. I'm Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. It is true, and my te- technological problems actually stretched all the way to Pete, and so we're a little bit delayed here. And Tom, Tom, I don't know, are you perturbed, Tom? Are you perturbed? You're, you're killing my vibe here. You're killing my vibe. And Tom. We'll, we'll talk about that here in a second. We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation, as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride comes to a complete stop, and men, let's do Disney. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Matthew, but you work in an IT-related field, correct? Very loosely. Very loosely. Uh, but, but, but you literally sell IT-related products. I... To- do Don't. you have like an on-call IT guy that you could call before we podcast next time, maybe? I mean, he'd get pretty angry with me. But yeah, I mean, there's somebody I could call to get this thing sorted out. I actually almost called him the other day because the, the, my internet provider sent me a new, a new modem in the mail. And I, I, I had a lot of trouble plugging it in and getting it to work. And, <laughs> so. and then I got kind of worried because I was like, well, I don't know the password to this thing. And... Yeah, so thankfully I got I got it figured out, but evidently I, I might need to call the help desk. Hey, so also I might need you to go over to my parents' house because my dad just got a new internet service provider and they sent him like an install kit in the mail and he's like, when are you coming to install it? So like he legitimately has no clue what's going on. I'm, I'm going to be out of town for a while, but I mean, I might charge him by the hour <laughs> and really just really blow it out of the water. So Tom, what's what's going what on we- your way? I'm actually playing a phone game right now. Um, I bet I know we- what you're playing. I'm playing golf battle. Yep, hey, golf I battle. I thought we I thought we were I thought we were done with the gaming while while podcasting. I thought we were going to give our audience our full devoted attention. Yeah, devoted, I do. Undivided, I mean, undivided, undivided attention. I'm listening you to just- you guys talk about Wi-Fi, and I'm sure our listeners love hearing about. About that, so my, do you? Do you? Are you hearing my computer sound like it's about to take off right now? It, it you know what it sounds like? <laughs> it sounds like the Galactic Star Cruiser. It, it, it does. Yeah, that so, thing. That thing is big. <laughs> I hear. Tom, that was a that was a great segue, by the way. Um, so I've got so that, that that Star Cruiser is called the SSS Enterprise, correct? Yes, the SS Enterprise. Uh, the Klingons and the Romulans live there. That with John Luke Picard. So. I mean, I don't even actually. I don't know what it's called, but I do know that I was so excited to record sarcasm that I went and got a ton of news for us. Well, my computer is still sounding like a race car. So, real quick, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go through some news since we haven't done news in like a year at this point. It's actually been five months since we've done news. We're also going to talk about we've got a trip coming up in a couple of weeks, so we're gonna talk about that a little bit. And if we have time, I do want to like kind of go through the SS Minnow Galactic Ship Cruiser, as as Matthew referred to it as. Very nice. I'm actually impressed that Tom <laughs> was able to gather all this news because at about 7.45, in a different group message, he was bragging about being in bed and about to KO <laughs> and really, really happy. So I texted him. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> and he said, oh, crap. I totally forgot. Thanks for the reminder because I would have been asleep. So. I want everyone to know how lucky we are to have Tom here on this one because he was about 30 seconds away from not being on this podcast, and, and me and Pete would be scrambling for news. 
Uh, no, so you, speaking of news, let's let's get to it. Well, what last thing I'll say, you guys just wouldn't have podcasted. <laughs> we saw what happened <laughs> yeah, on true. Sunday. So that's true. Um, anyway, there is no rhyme or reason to this. I'm going to say the news. If you guys want to spend a moment talking about it, we can. If not, I'll just move to the next one. Uh, and it's kind of in backwards order. So like most recent to not as most recent. So uh, Epcot's Connections Eatery officially opens April 27th. That's the day we're recording this. They had some soft openings within the last week. I have seen some things on YouTube. I'll give you a brief overview, but it's it's um, it's in the World Celebration area of the park. It is a dining location that features booths, tables, bar seating. It's located very near to Guardians of the Galaxy Cosmic Rewind attraction, which was formerly Universe of Energy. The uh, quick service has... Um, A.K.A. Ellen's Energy Adventure. Yeah. Same. Matthew. Yeah, exactly. The eatery has uh, outlets, USB ports, and wireless charging for guests looking for a device recharge. It looks very modern. It kind of reminds me of an airport terminal. Um, it's large. There's a lot of seating in there. The menu has fairly standard quick service fare, burgers, chicken, uh, chicken sandwiches, pizza, salads. Uh, the food is served on reusable plates and stainless steel utensils if you know, kind of think uh, Satuli Canteen there. And it has that is where the Starbucks has moved. So that's probably the most important portion of this. Can, can I just ask a question about this real quick? Go for it. So, like, I'm I'm glad that this is here, right? Like, good good for Disney for putting a new restaurant here. But why at Epcot? You've got so much food in the World Showcase. Like, why? Well, you lost the electric umbrella in this space, and I think. But but are people really going to Epcot and getting a cheeseburger? <laughs> It's supposedly good. I mean, the food is supposedly yeah, I, good. I, I I get it, but like, you're gonna go to Epcot and get a cheeseburger and chicken fingers? If I were, yeah, if I was a family with two kids, for sure. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, I mean, the one thing that I took from that is I'm so excited to hear about the the phone charging stations because I think I bought like ten of those rechargeable batteries when on my last trip. I was desperately searching for an you know any kind of um usb port or or um you know way to connect and i didn't i made a, a rookie mistake i did not bring my um brick with me so all i have was you know my usb cord to charge my phone and that's how it all plugged up in the magic kingdom and their little wireless stations so i had this cord that i couldn't do anything with so for tom to say there's gonna be usb ports in there that's that's actually pretty cool yeah, you're you're right. There there are there's there's kind of a lack of those if you think about it right now. I mean, some of the newer some of the newer areas, yeah, might have them, but but yeah, this is really the first restaurant that I think that is open that is uh, that's going to have those. What? So I mean, I, I I guess, but but again, I, this I don't know. I, I'm going to poke my head in there solely for just I'm sure. Yeah, my wife will want, for sure want Starbucks. Um, so again, this is not going to be in any order. So here we go. New Finding Nemo show at Disney's Animal Kingdom. It'll be 20 minutes shorter, which I don't think is a bad thing. Uh, I, I did sometimes get a little sleepy in the last one, even though I loved it. And it will have how, new characters. How long, how long was it? Was it like 40 minutes? I think it was like before? 40 or 50 minutes. Okay. So not, not a bad thing. It lets him get more, get more people through. And there were a couple songs that could have been cut probably. Yeah. And Disney's, Disney's given a first look at the updated Finding Nemo show. Um, uh, it's Finding Nemo, the Big Blue, and Beyond. It opens this summer. It'll have new characters from Finding Dory. 
and new production special effects. It was confirmed this show will be much shorter, clocking in at 20 to 20, 25 minutes, roughly. So the last show was 45 minutes. Fans of the old show shouldn't fret. There will be an abbreviated runtime, run, run as it was confirmed that many of the songs and production numbers from the original Finding Nemo will remain in the new version. There is a video floating around of, of kind of a sneak peek if you want to check that out. Um, this one is, is probably something if you're a listener of, of a Disney podcast and still subscribing to us, you're aware of. All mask requirements have been dropped at Walt Disney World for the first time since reopening. So as you kind of saw Disney peel this back, it was, you know, you only had to wear masks inside attractions. And then it was, hey, you only have to wear masks on transportation. Now it is completely uh, mask free. Me personally, very excited about that for our trip. Uh, but if you aren't comfortable, not, you know, if you prefer or be more comfortable with a mask, obviously that's that's okay too. I, I don't know what Disney cast members are doing. At one point, they were still required, even outdoors, but maybe they're not required anymore either. I don't know. Well, I know that one of the things that Pete and um, and Timmy, um, two of the guys that are traveling by, by aeroplane, airplane to um, Orlando, y'all are just kind of wondering when those would be lifted on planes. And if you're if you're planning a trip to Disney, not only, you know, right now, do you not have to wear them in airports or on airplanes? You don't have to wear them in the parks either. So I know that that could have been a, you know, deterrent for some folks not wanting to go. Um, so and U- Uber has also dropped their requirements as well. So. Yeah, Uber dropped it. You know, pretty much right when the airlines did. I saw, and I mean, as far as cast members, obviously, you know, do what you're most comfortable with, what you feel safest with. But um, I mean, at the airport, there was not a single employee wearing a mask when I was out flying last week. So they are no, they are I'm just as excited as we are. I'm ready for it. I could have, uh, I'm not going to get into it, but I could have long discussions on, on masks. Um, anyway, going to Guardians, which I know a ton of people are excited about. Uh, Guardians did begin their annual pass holder and DVC previews. They had cast member previews as well. This has really been going on. It's really similar to, if you remember Ratatouille, they started these just over a month before the attraction officially opened. So, the attraction opening date will be May 27th. They started these past, they started Casper previews just before May 8th. And then May 8th signified when they would start with pass holder previews and DVC previews. So the cast members have written it. There are videos floating around online. I have not watched them, but I would tell you to kind of tread lightly if, you know, especially around May 27th. Every vlogger on YouTube will be there and will be sharing that video. Uh, so just kind of be aware of that if you don't like spoilers. And y'all think that yeah, I, Andy's going to try and get y'all on this attraction while y'all are there? Because y'all are missing yeah. the opening by like, what, eight days, nine days? A <sighs> couple weeks. A couple weeks. And, and yeah, I, I doubt we'll get on. But um, yeah, we'll, we'll try. We'll try for sure. Sticking with the um, Guardians theme, the construction walls have come down. Uh, Casper previews, as I mentioned, they had already started and gone through. So you can get a really good look at the entrance to the ride. Pete, I will be doing this while we're there, walking over there to check it out. Um, actually, there's a as long as this wall is down, there's a door that opens to exit uh, the Connections Eatery that'll take you right by it. So we'll be doing that. And then with that, they also uh, had their track list announced. I will give everyone five seconds here if you don't want to know the songs. Go ahead and skip a few, a few seconds forward. Um, so allowing you to do that now. The songs are Everybody Wants to Rule the World by Tears for Fears, Conga by Gloria Estevan. Stefan, come on. 
Uh, I don't know if I said that right. I Ran So Far Away by Flock of Seagulls. Disco Inferno by The Tramps. One Way or Another by Blondie. And September by Earth, Wind, and Fire. Ooh, September might be the, the best one on there. Um, you'll see. Gonna roll really through. quick. Oh, I'm s- yeah, yeah, really quick. Um, you know, this is just a casual thought, and you guys tell me if y'all have any experience or you know of anything. I mean, May twenty seventh is that a good time to be at Avatar: Flight of Passage? If you haven't done it yet, is it a good time to attack the Magic Kingdom? I mean, well, will the crowds flock, was- or is it just going to be? Yeah, what I was going to say is that uh, park reservations for Epcot were completely sold out, completely booked for that day. They did come back. I believe there was some availability that that came back, but um, but I but I think the parks are just going to be crowded in general, and people are going to try to park hop to Epcot. Yeah, I would avoid Epcot. Uh, really, is the is the, uh, I, the I would I would avoid any park that day unless you're specifically trying to get to. Gardens of the Galaxy, because again, I think people are going to, they're going to make a reservation wherever they can. They're going to go to those parks in the morning and try to hop to Epcot at two. It's a good good place to, um, or a good day to maybe if the water parks are open or if you want to go play golf or, you know, just kind of have a lounge and lounge around day at the pool. But I don't know. All right. Continuing rolling through here. Uh, Cinderella Castle Mural of Memories feature announced. Uh, this is a new PhotoPass feature called Cinderella Castle Mur- Mural of Memories. It's $9.99 plus tax, and it allows guests to use the My Disney Experience app to select photos from their Disney PhotoPass gallery and virtually transform Cinderella Castle with them. When creating a Mural of Memories, the castle is split into sections so guests can decide which photo to place where. Not something for me, but did want to share it. Uh, one- there's, there's some kind of new PhotoPass at Haunted Mansion too, right? Uh, I can't remember. If you if you I see saw... something, holler at me. I'm going to keep rolling. Go for it. Uh, character hugs, return to meet and greets. So uh, you had distance meet and greets for, you know, since the park reopened. Uh, almost really two years of that. And Walt Disney has reinstated traditional character meet and greets. That's at Walt Disney World, Disneyland, uh, the cruises. You can do hugs, autographs, high fives. It's uh, pretty much back to normal. And if you've been in the park, You've seen that that has been a uh, a crowd eater, as I like to say. People have been waiting 90 minutes for certain characters. So it's time for the three of us to unload all of those discounted Disney autograph books that we were hoarding for these years and really undercut Disney on the sale of those on Amazon. So I'm going to be selling about 10,000 of them. So if you want them, hit up mendowdw well, at ebay.com. If you've got them, uh, go for it. Um, a little bit of Disneyland news, and I, I'm doing this because I'm selfish, and I love Disneyland. I really want to go back. Uh, Main Street Electrical Parade returns early to Disneyland Resort. A malfunction did happen, but it returned uh, just this last week. It had some new. Uh, gr- it had a new grand finale float to celebrate the par- uh, celebrate the parade's 50th anniversary. It had um, characters from Encanto, Jungle Book. Raya and the Last Dragon, Aladdin, Coco, Mulan, Brave, Princess and the Frog. Uh, unfortunately, it wasn't without a bit of drama, as there was a malfunction on the spinning turtle float when the door suddenly opened as the turtle was spinning around. It was resolved quickly, but in social media world, uh, I think it was on TikTok and Twitter and, and pretty much every everywhere after that occurred. 
Uh, Expedition Everest reopens. Ooh, go back, go back to go back to Disneyland for a minute because we got some huge news there too. Fantasmic uh, returns May twenty eighth. I was gonna hit to on Disneyland. That. I had that there at the end, but yeah. So no dates for <laughs> Walt Disney World yet announced. No, but it is coming back to Disneyland, which is exciting. Um, Expedition Everest reopens from refurbishment. Finally reopened. It was a lengthy refurbishment. I think people somewhere started rumors that oh they're gonna fix the Yeti, but no, they weren't. Uh, there were no major changes to the attraction. Uh, the, it, it just addressed technical behind-the-scenes maintenance issues. Upon reopening, um, it has been added to the $15 per person per day Disney Genie Plus service. So not a individual lightning lane, but it is a Genie Plus option. One of the things I love about that is, oh, they're going to fix the Yeti. I mean, you hear that. How often do you hear about fixing the Yeti? And it never happens. So if you guys, this is the first time you're hearing about it, you know, it's kind of like a Disney myth that people like to joke about that they're not going to fix the Yeti. Uh, Monsters, Inc. meet and greet, which again, as you probably assumed, all meet and greets are back. This is a big one at Hollywood Studios. If you're a Monsters, Inc. fan, you can once again meet Sully at Disney's Hollywood Studios inside Walt Disney Presents. Times are available throughout the day. I don't know exactly what that schedule is, but um, if you're a fan of Monsters, Inc., that's something to be aware of. Uh, Over at Disney Springs, Salt and Straw Ice Cream Shop has opened. It is a new ice cream shop. It's very near, uh, kind of going the direction of where House of Blues NBA experience used to be. You'll see it. Uh, it's not too far from where that, that I don't even know if that M&M thing ever opened, but it's not too far from there. No, uh, no feedback on it. I'm going to be at Disney Springs during our trip. We'll talk about here in a minute. It's really good ice cream. It's really good ice cream. So you heard it here first. Um, let's see what else we got. There were new details confirmed about the DVC expansion at Disney's Polynesian Resort. I LOL'd hard about this because they just they just canceled the new resort they were going to build. Like if you look at the side by side the the sketch for what they're building, they just kind of canceled it in the one area over by River Country. Probably they figured they, they figured out they couldn't build there. And now they're just like, "Hey, new DVC at it. Polynesian because Moved everyone the loves poly. everyone loves Polynesian, <laughs> everyone loves new DVC." So um, that, uh, it's actually going to be where the spirit of Aloha dinner show, what the building area was, that's where it's rumored, uh, to be. So it's 2024 opening date, obviously not a lot of details there, but did want to share it. Um, uh, if you're still with us on the news, I got two more items, new breakfast items added to Isla Fresca. Is that what it's called in Epcot, Pete? Yes. So there's some breakfast items there. Depending on how I'm feeling Epcot morning, I may may pop in there and, and grab something where where is isla fresca is that um it'll be a fun thing to find because i don't know either i got no clue obviously i mean it's a it's a flower and garden booth and it's a it's a caribbean themed booth but i i just i don't know where exactly it is and i don't think you're really gonna like anything on the breakfast menu i'm Tom. looking at it i mean egg they got egg on there <laughs> Uh, I anyway, thought you couldn't, I thought you couldn't eat. They have arepas. The last thing I wanted to have comment what? on the 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 last piece of news before we get to um, the whatever the new spaceship thing uh, after hours event announced for Disney cast members, and I'm sure you're sitting out there like we're not cast members. You're not a cast member. Why why am I announcing this? I'm announcing this because the cast members have gotten royally screwed with this reservation system. Uh, also. D, uh, annual pass holders, especially with the Platinum, have gotten royally screwed with this this uh, annual pass holder. 
And I, I don't think it's fair that these cast members aren't able to take their families. They're not able to attend the parks themselves. It's a huge perk of what Disney's doing. They've had events that have gotten canceled and not rescheduled. And that, so that's what I was going to say. They've, they've canceled several events because allegedly due to the weather, but these were supposed to be after hours cast member events that they've canceled and never rescheduled. It's just been kind of crappy. So I'm just giving a shout out to the cast members. If you're a Disney cast member and happen to listen to it, appreciate what you do. You know, when we go to the park, we try to be, we try to be thankful and, and say something positive to cast members because I know how hard they work and they deal with a lot of people that are frustrated and, you know, everyone goes to Disney and thinks, I spent all this money on this vacation. I wanted to go my way. Well, guess what? Everyone else in the park spent the same amount of money to do the same things you want to do. So the event's called Cast Member Iridescent Evenings. It'll give cast members the opportunity to visit Magic Kingdom, Epcot, or Hollywood Studios after the park closes for the day and experience attractions, food, character meetings, and more with no, essentially no waits and special entertainment exclusive for cast members. So very excited for the cast members for that. Figured this was a good platform to announce that uh, that was coming. So that's all I have, unless you guys have something else. I do. Couple, couple more things. And one of them really doesn't have anything to do with Disney World. It's Disneyland Paris, but it, it shows you the direction Disney's going. They've just announced a Disney Premier Access Ultimate Pass. Uh, it costs 90 euros, so it's about $130, roughly. Um, and this gives you one-time access to 12 rides. One-time Lightning Lane, essentially, access uh, to 12 rides. At Disneyland Paris. Feels I'll eerily, probably buy it when I go. You should buy it, and it feels eerily similar to Universal. To Universal, exactly. So, well, anyway, I'm, there, I'm ex- there's that. Yeah, I'm excited for, for that. I mean, you're going to have a blast when you go to Paris, Pete, and do that. That's going to be fun. I've um, looked up some famous spaceships that are fictional, and I oh, want to see if, if Tom knows what the, the spacecraft is called at... Um, that opens in the galaxy's edge. Before we get hey, there, let me let me finish the news. Yeah, I real think quick. Pete had a couple items. So, a couple other things: Magic Band Plus uh, coming out this year at some point. Um, I don't think Disney's done a really good job of communicating a whole lot about this. Uh, I know that it's got some kind of screen on it, um, and it's supposed to be in, even more interactive with like parades and shows and rides and that kind of stuff. Uh, they're supposed to let them do a lot more stuff than they can currently do now with the current iteration of Magic Band. So it's supposed to be debuting later on this year. And and I think this was something that was originally scheduled to roll out with Galaxy's Edge. And I think this was going to be a part of kind of that interactive experience in Galaxy's Edge. And it just, it didn't happen. So it is coming out this year. More to come on that. Um, and then the last thing I want to touch on is the, uh, I guess, bill that has been passed in in uh, in the Florida Senate and, and House and has been signed into law at this point uh, to dissolve the Reedy Creek Improvement Zone. Um, with, without getting into all the details or everything behind it, this could be a big deal for Disney. Um, potentially, there's going to be lawsuits over it for the next year and, until something gets resolved. But uh, this is going to make life a lot more difficult for Disney should it, uh, should it go through. Um, Stuff's going to get, you know, it's going to be harder for them to build. It's going to be harder for them just to run their business. But it also puts them on a level playing field with Universal and with SeaWorld and with everybody else, every other theme park in Central Florida that has, that has had to deal with, with the regulations that, that come from being there. So, you know, we'll see what, we'll see what the future brings on that. 
Yeah, that was that's a big all the one. news I've got. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's 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 a big deal, and and there's a lot to unpack there. Um, it's just it's really we could spend an hour talking about it. So I just kind of want to leave it at that. That that it could have a very big impact on Disney's business going forward. All right. So quick, quick question. I'm I'm more going to target Pete with this because I think he might actually be able to do it. Um, Pete, I'm going to name off some famous fictional spaceships, and can you tell me what movie they are from? Do you know what try. the Endurance spaceship no is idea. from? No idea. It's from Interstellar. Do you know what the Discovery 1 is from? No clue. 2001 A Space Odyssey? Oh, that's true. Um, do you know what the USCSS Nostromo was from? Or Nostromo? I do. That's, that's, a, that's Alien. That, that would be Alien. Um, the USS Enterprise? I mean, come on. Star Trek. What about the Eagle 5? The Eagle 5? I don't know. That, my friend, would be Spaceballs. <laughs> if you've never seen Spaceballs, it's a really, really I- funny... Really funny one. All right, um, Pete. Um, Tom, you might know this one. The UNSC Infinity. That is Halo. No idea. Highliner. Dune no 2001 idea. or 2021. The TARDIS. You might know the TARDIS, Pete. TARDIS is Doctor Who. Do you know what Battlestar Galactica is from? I mean, I'm assuming it's from Battlestar Galactica. It is. And the last one that'll kind of lead us into um, what the actual starship is called at Walt Disney World. Pete, do you know what the what movie franchise the Millennium Falcon is from? I could guess that it's from Star Wars. You got I it. I would think I would be right. So I've, you could have told I've me. I've actually flown the Millennium Falcon while we're talking yeah, about it. Yeah, I don't know if you, I'm kind of a big deal. I've know. flown it. I, I've been a gunner and, and I've been an engineer. <laughs> and pulled the hyperspace levers. I've only done that once, believe it or not. I think I've Worth really crashed and really beat up the Millennium Falcon before in my in my time on the the spacecraft. You, you know what? You know what I realized when I had the annual pass. So every time we went to Disney, like we often were going with other people, and I would just sacrifice. Like for example, we'll take money. We'll take a uh, Millennium Falcon. I would be like, "Hey, you guys do the pilot. Like I've got an annual pass. I'll be back here, you know, before you'll be back. Like I'll get to do it later." And then like, yeah. I got like months into it and I'm like, holy crap, I've only ever been the engineer because every time I'm like, no, you guys take it. So then I was like, hey, yeah. I, I'm going to start being the pilot every now and then. So yeah, I've, um, I'm have i a pilot of Millennium Falcon, uh, long story short. but Well, long well, story well, short, you could have told me that any of those ships was the ship at Walt Disney World and I would have not have known the difference. I was calling it the Sky Cruiser earlier or Cloud, cloud, well, cloud Cruiser. And, and let's quickly talk about... The Galactic Star Cruiser, which is the Halcyon, by the way. Um, I, I'm assuming, Tom, I know you have. I'm assuming you've watched videos on it, Matt. Yeah, and um, you know, really quick, we're not going to be able to spend a whole lot of time on this tonight. We're going to talk a, a little bit, but we're, what my yeah. only knowledge of this comes from Lou Mangiello's um, review of it. So if you want to get it in-depth, you know, we always give plugs to Lou Mangiello. He does a great job. And it was like a three-hour podcast or like two hours, so... You can hear a lot more and, and if, like first person takes on it. Yeah, if if you want to get a full representation of the Galactic Star Cruiser, the Diz has two videos, one from the uh media preview and then one from the from the opening weekend or the opening week, I guess. Uh and they're they're both great videos. They're they're very long, they go very in depth. So 
Um, you've, you've got those options also. Um, so Galactic Star Cruiser, I mean, just skimming the surface, what is it? It's, it's a, I mean, it's an interactive experience, right? It's an interactive three-day experience. You do, I mean, you do everything on this ship. The idea is it's like a cruise ship. It's a, right? it's and, a resort. You if you don't leave. know, it's a resort. Like it's not an attraction. It's not a ride. It's a, well, it's an experience. But it's, but it's more, but it's more than a resort, right? Because it's, it is an experience. You're absolutely right. So you do, it, you do a lot of activities on the ship, but there's also an underlying story. And, and from what I've heard from, from everybody that has done it is that you, you get out of it what you put into it. So if you interact with the characters, if you get into the story, you have a lot better time than if you just are kind of there for the ride. Well, it's also not so, just interacting so, with the characters. It's interacting with other, you know, guests for that, for that matter. I don't know what they actually call them on the not, USSS but, but Enterprise. But not as, mu- not as much because the, you know, the story is driven. And, and, and you're right. I mean, people, people dress up. People are in character. Um, but the the crew of the Halcyon are really, I mean, they're they're actors, right? They're they're putting on a show for you. So it's it's more like a dinner th- theater that lasts three days than than anything else. Um, I mean, just just a couple of highlights. You know, you've got you've got lightsaber training that you do. You've got uh, bridge training where you fight some ships and and you've got engineering training, which is where you repair some stuff on the ship. So there's a lot of activities that go along with that that are scheduled throughout the day, but the majority of it is not really scripted, right? You just have time to kind of move around, discover storylines. You may follow a character here, follow a character there, and they get you into to the next thing. And one of the cool things, and <clears throat> Pete or Tom, correct me if I'm wrong, but my my interpretation was, you know, you are either assigned a role when you kind of check in, or you pick a role, which could be, you know, the New Order or the Resistance, and you know, you actually might separate from your group to do different activities. You know, your family, your friends. Yeah, like, so, so you're not really assigned a role. It's it's who you interact with on the ship and what characters you follow around and who you run into and, and what you say to them, they will, at that point, you know, you get steered into a, into a path and yeah, it could be the first order. It could be the Jedi. It could be the, the resistance, whatever. And then the missions you get on your data pad, which is your, which is your phone. Um, the things you get invited to sort of follow that path. So again, it requires you to really play along. I mean, you can't, it's not for somebody who wants to go be passive, right? You you really have to go be involved. And one of the big things that I remember from you know talking to some folks that have been there and then also listening to Lou Mangello's podcast is, I mean, this is highly tailored around doing what Pete said, you know, being active on the Halcyon, but also being active in Galaxy's Edge. You know, you're going to get, uh, Pete, I think it's the equivalent of a lightning lane or it's something where you get, to the front of the line for, you know, the two big attractions in Galaxy's Edge, but there will be more opportunity for you to interact with things that can happen later on the ship with your time in Galaxy's Edge. This isn't a, I would never recommend, I mean, Pete, tell me if I'm wrong, Tom, tell me if I'm wrong. I, right now, at this point, if you're someone that's been to Disney for a while and, you know, you enjoy Disney, but you want to try something new, I wouldn't plan on making this, you know, 
a long trip. I don't even know how long you can book right now, but this isn't a Star Wars experience. It's not really a Disney experience. I mean, you can still go into Hollywood Studios with your, you know, what you pay to get on the on the Halcyon, but well, you you really don't have you really don't have time. I mean, so I mean, you you book an experience on this, right? And it's a it's a two night three day experience, um, and and it is. I mean, it is scheduled right so you have on on the on the second day that you're there you go to batu between eight o'clock and i think it's two o'clock and that's all the time you have to go to the parks um they provide transport uh to batu from from the uh from the hotel they provide transport back but but this isn't like you book you book a room at this place and then you go off into the parks this again it's like a cruise you're you're really to get the most out of it, you need to be there for the yeah. whole thing. And and one of the things, like I said, go back and listen to Lumangelo, go watch the Diz, you know, watch it for yourself. Take your own interpretation from this. But, you know, one of the things that a couple of things really, I'll, I'll say a couple of things. Um, I heard the entertainment is phenomenal because like Pete said, this isn't just, you know, a college kid, you know, that's out there performing for you during your dinner. Like it's actually someone that's a, a, a pretty you know, sophisticated yeah, these are, and advanced these are equity, artists. These are equity actors. Yeah, and then on top of that, um, Lou Mangiello did a great job of laying out the cost comparison. If you were going to go stay maybe at the Grand Floridian or their contemporary for, you know, three days, two nights, like what Pete's talking about. And, you know, obviously when you stay at the contemporary, there's unless you get the Disney Dining Pass, there's really no food included. You know, this covers almost everything outside of, you know, some souvenirs. You're encouraged to... You know, bring a costume if you have one. You can buy a costume there if you want one. But when you lay out the cost of the food, what you get in the parks when you're there, um, it, it's kind of like an all-inclusive type thing outside of alcohol. You know, you're not going to be able to get alcohol for free. Correct. But, but you'll get pretty Correct. much everything but, else. You're, you're not going to go but hungry. But yeah, no, and, and you you can, I mean, they have lunch. Lunch is served four hours every day. Breakfast, I think, is three hours every day. You have a scheduled dinner. But then they have a, a lounge where you can get food at any time, and you can also get drinks at any time. So, and and drinks are available for purchase. But but you're right. Everything is. In, I mean, this is an all inclusive. Again, just like a cruise ship, it's all inclusive. All the entertainment's included. All of the food is included. Um, park tickets. So it, yeah, I mean, because you're not going to be yeah, in the park I mean, that it, much, but. It's something that I mean. Is it a luxury? Yes, it's expensive. I mean, if if you take if you take four people, you know, you're looking eight to ten thousand. Eight eight. No, 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 no. Yeah. It's it's for for four people in a room. It's about fifty nine hundred dollars. Oh wow, wow, that's all. Four people in a room, though. Yeah. Okay, I was thinking about multiple rooms and. Okay. Yeah. To sleep four people in a room, it's about I think it's fifty nine hundred dollars. Do you think you could sleep like four comfortably? I haven't looked at the the math of the bed. Yeah. I mean, the so you've got a um, most of the cabins have a queen size bed and then two bunk beds, and then some of them also have a pull out trundle bed. So yes, realistically, you could sleep you could sleep five people in in these yeah. cabins, and those are the standard cabins. They also have like a grand admiral cabin or something like that that sleeps even more, but. Um, but yeah, you can definitely put four to five people in a room. In and, one of these. and one of the things to remember too, you know, when you, when you're looking out, when you open your window, you're not going to be looking into Walt Disney world, the Hollywood studios, you're not going to see trees. Like you're going to see stars and space. So if you have a problem with that, like I kind of told my wife about that and she said, 
Um, that I think I would get claustrophobic. I don't know if I'd really like that. So there is that aspect there, to it. There is an outdoor simulator, which is essentially just a balcony where you can go and get fresh air and they have plants. But but you're right. There, there are no windows. I mean, every window is a view screen out into space. So Tom, so um, I, is this something you think that, because Tom and I have talked off, off, off air about this and this is the kind of thing where, you know, if, if, you know, you've been to Disney a lot and you want a new experience, um, you know, this would be something that I would, I, I like initially, you know, listen to Lou's podcast. I was like, I really want to do this. But after talking to Tom, I mean, Tom kind of thought that this was kind of catered to more of, you know, not really adults. And, you know, if you're looking for like your Sherlock Holmes adventure here and you're an adult, like it might not be the thing for you. Tom, have you researched that anymore or thought about it? I mean, no, I, I just think it's more of a family a family deal. I, I don't know that I'd go me personally for adults or, or my wife and I would go do this because, you know, we, we would take that money and go do like an all inclusive somewhere else, like in Mexico or apply it toward a, a cruise or, or something like that. But no, I, it's not exclusive for kids. It, that's just my opinion of it. You see, I, I think it, I think it caters to, to just about everybody, right? I think, a I think a family could have a great time here, but I also think that you know, if you did get a bunch of guys together and go, you could, you could, provided that you were all into Star Wars, right? And provided that you all wanted to sort of, you know, role play as, you know, Star Wars characters. Yeah, I mean, it's a, it's like a cos, cosplay person's like dream, right? You know, you have Comic Con. Yeah, ab- absolutely. You know, if you're, if you're, if you're into Comic Cons, cosplay, you know, you want to feel involved. I mean, this is what Disney did with Galaxy's Edge, they did this in Pandora. You know, this is so an immersive, immersive experience. So that's the major complaint that I have heard about about this is that um, everything that happens in on the Halcyon at the Star Cruiser is all the stuff that was supposed to happen in Galaxy's Edge, right? Yeah, like the yeah. the interactive characters and the stuff, you know, the stuff to do and all the extra stuff. That was all supposed to happen in in Galaxy's Edge, and it and it never did. So now it's been relocated, and you pay a premium for it. And there's people that are complaining about that. I mean, seeing the seeing the videos, and and seeing you know how good these these characters are and how good these actors are. Like I get it; it's expensive to pay people that that have that talent. Um, so I don't begrudge Disney the cost. I mean, it's certainly a luxury. Um, but, but I'm going to do it. And to it's that just kind point, of a matter of when at this point. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Pete. I'm going to experience it because it is, you know, something that's been termed to me as a once in a lifetime experience. Like you're, you're not going to be able to find this some other place, but for those of you that might not have been to galaxy's edge yet, for those of you who are thinking about your first Disney trip, I've never been disappointed in galaxy's edge. I mean, the people that Pete is talking about are the hardcore fans, the hardcore Star Wars fans especially, who wanted Galaxy's Edge to be, you know, this Yeah, I, I think it's very immersive, but it's very clear that, you know, the person that's in Galaxy's Edge is the same guy who's going out to the bar later or I mean there's a lot of college age kids working in Galaxy's Edge. Um and you can clearly tell something's Coca Cola, but I feel like they do a great job with, you know, the character. I mean, they're not paid actors, like Pete said. I mean they're not, but you're not going to go wrong in Galaxy's Edge, but if you want to take it to the next level, this is definitely the thing for you. Um, so transitioning really quick, because we're, we're kind of running out of time now that I look at it. Um, 
Pete and Tom, do y'all want to give, you know, an update on your trip? Um, I'm not going on this trip, so I'll, I'll stick back and listen. But I know that you guys have some reservations. You know, you have some park plans. I'll let you guys take it away. Thomas? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm jacked up. We're uh, a couple weeks away as of this recording. Two, two, like, a couple, yeah, a couple short weeks away. Yep, and... uh I think we have everything nailed down. I mean, we've got uh, Wednesday night is our arrival night. We're going to do a dinner at Boma. But prior to that, and we are we are staying at an Airbnb this time, and yeah, um, you know, a little bit different experience from what we normally do. Um, this Airbnb was so cheap, and you know, it's it's hard to justify spending as much as Disney properties costs. When the only benefit you're getting is 30 minutes of extra magic hours, right? Transportation's not that great right now. Um, you know, that's that's all you're getting is the extra magic hours. So, anyway, yeah. stay in an Airbnb. Yeah, we're, we've got an Airbnb, and uh, I think it's the right decision. We're gonna get in when we're gonna get in that Wednesday, Pete, and another buddy are flying in, and, and my wife and I and another friend are gonna drive in, and I think we're gonna. You know, try to try to meet up at some point and then spend some time at the boardwalk before dinner at Boma. I think our initial dinner plan was Topolino's, but it's just ha- I haven't been able to get the reservation, and now everyone's kind of warmed up to the idea of Boma. So I'm not even searching for a Topos anymore. Uh, but that I still am, but but I haven't. I've, I mean, I've not sniffed one at this point. Yeah, that'll be that'll be day one, and then we're doing Universal on Thursday. We are going to purchase the um, I don't, what is it called at Universal? Is it Express Pass? Yeah, yeah, the Express Pass. We're we're gonna have the unlimited Express Pass. Uh, my wife is is just gonna spend some time, I think, around around Disney property, and the guys are gonna go uh, to Universal for the day. So, Tom, that changed for you though. Originally, we were talking about you gonna you were gonna have FOMO, you know, with your your buds riding all these rides, and you and your wife are gonna hang out. So, did, was it just a thing where your wife decided she didn't want to go, and you said, "Well, hey, I already had yep. the money budgeted." Yeah, and it was one of those things. If you know, we had we've done all the attractions. So if she wanted to go, we were going to spend some some time doing different things. But um, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna do a day in Universal. Stay till park closed. We've had a lot of people reach out and tell us we need to do certain attractions <laughs> at night. Hagrid's being one so, of them. Yeah. So I watched um, another Hagrid's video, but I'm jacked about yeah, Hagrid's. I'm I'm really excited. If you if uh, I went into that one, spoiler free. But um, and then we got a dinner reservation, Pete. Do you remember the restaurant? Yeah, it's Toosome Chocolate Emporium. Yeah, Toosome's Chocolate Emporium. So we got a late night, uh, like an eight forty-five ish dinner reservation. Never eaten there. There's some restaurants in City Walk we've we've obviously eaten at or, or spent some time at. So this one will be a first. Menu looked I'm good. I'm excited about that too. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking forward to it. It'll be it'll be nice after that day to sit down and uh, and enjoy a meal. And then uh, that's our Thursday, Friday. Maybe maybe booze a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Friday, Pete's got Magic Kingdom with one of our buddies. And my wife, my friend, and I are going to do Disney Springs in the morning, uh, spend some time in the Magic Kingdom hotel area, and then make our way to uh, to meet Pete for lunch at the Grand Floridian Cafe. G-Flow Cafe. And I'll tell you, that, that lobster Thermidor burger, for those of you who have not had it at the Grand Floridian Cafe, is is worth the trip to... I mean, it's worth getting a reservation there just for that. 
It's my second favorite lunch at Disney behind Satili Canteen, if that tells you anything. But uh, wait, pe- it beats it beats out the chicken fingers and yeah, fries. It does. No, but Pete, this is I mean, this is huge news. <laughs> Pete, Pete, <laughs> and and our buddy going in Magic Kingdom, we're we're going back and forth on what their list of must dos are in the park. So I mean, you know, real quickly, Splash Mountain, uh, Space. Um, you know, People Mover, yes. I think, was on there. Haunted Mansion Pirates. Haunted Mansion and Pirates. Um, Peter know, maybe Pan. A big, maybe, a, maybe a Big Thunder. Yeah, Peter Pan now is has made the list. Yeah. Um, so that may be that may be the the first thing we have to go on. You might have to. So no Seven Dwarfs Mine Train? No. You know what? I, for, for, for what you get, the only way that I would ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is if we bought a um, Lightning Lane for it. It's just, it's a time sucker, especially when you're talking about trying to spend a morning in the Magic Kingdom and then meet up with those guys later and gal. And I do think that would be tough to do. Like if we go, if we go to, if we go to Seven Dwarfs Mine Train first, like we're not going to have extra magic hours. So there's already going to be a a 60 minute wait by the time we get there. And it's just such a time sucker. Whereas, you know, we could, we could go to Frontierland and do Splash Mountain and Big Thunder Mountain. And probably get over to future to uh, to Tomorrowland by the time we you know in the time that it would have taken us to just ride Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. So you know we have we have limited time in uh, in Magic Kingdom because we are we do have a two o'clock uh, lunch reservation at, at the G Flow Cafe. So we're we're having to be you know kind of picky about uh, about what we do. Yeah, so we've got that lunch, and, and that lunch will lead to uh, lead us to Polynesian and Traders, and that will lead us eventually to Disney Springs and Chef Art Smith's for dinner that night. So that'll that'll now, be a, a has, doozy. Has everybody been to Chef Art Smith's on the trip? Or? No, not Timmy. Oh no, two people, and not and not not uh, Joey either. So so is Andy is Andy a definite or is he a kind of maybe? I don't know. I don't know. We're 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 still trying to figure that one out. We may have six people come to. Who knows? Um, Saturday is is uh, traditional for us. Epcot Day. That uh, one thing, one thing that's different. We have someone in our group who actually qualified for the the DAS Pass, the Disney. Uh, what is it? What does it stand for? Dis- Disab- Disability Access Service. Yes. Yeah. And so uh, we're gonna we're gonna utilize that in Epcot as a group. And um, really, really neat process to to kind of go through, and I wasn't even aware of it until this trip. So um, Disney, it's new the way they let you, the way you go through kind of qualifying for that. If you got any questions, you can you can certainly message us, and we can we can kind of share our group's experience. But uh, anyway, I know Pete, my wife, and I will get to Epcot right at park open, and and uh, hopefully the other t- other two guys come if if they're feeling a little rough, they'll meet us by <laughs> World Showcase time. But we're gonna do. We're, we're gonna. Our goal is to do all the attractions in Epcot and in the World Showcase. Well, how well. long has it been since? How long has it been since you've done all the attractions at Epcot in in one day? Because oh, long time. I mean, pre COVID, right? Because with the park not opening until like eleven o'clock. I mean, we've the last. I think four or five times we've gone, we've just gone straight into World Showcase. We've not spent any time in. I don't even know what it's called anymore. It's not Future World, I guess anymore, but. We've not really spent any time there. We've just rolled straight into World Showcase, and then maybe come back and and hit a test track or hit a hit a Soren. 
So, yeah, I mean, this time we're going to go in. Park opens at what, nine or eight? I think nine, nine? yeah. So nine o'clock open. I mean, we're gonna try to we're gonna try to knock out. I mean, everything. when's the when's the last time y'all went on Spaceship Earth? And that's one of the most iconic Epcot. <sighs> well, I can I can actually I can actually tell you the last time we went on Spaceship Earth because, um, it, Tom, it was just you and I. I think nope. I think Tim was there too. Um, we were both very sick. Yeah. That day. Um, um, but yeah, we're gonna actually do- another another guy that was with us went home. That's true. But we're going to do Spaceship so, Earth, Nemo, Living with the Land, Soren, Figment. Um, I'm sure I'm forgetting something over we there. We got um, Frozen. That's for later in the day. I'm talking about in the morning. Then we'll head over to, to Test Track, and, and our day will really begin from there. Circle, circle of Life? Is yeah. that open even? No. Um, and then Pizzeria <laughs> Italia for dinner, and we head home Sunday. So that's kind of what we have right now. If um, And I'll be tweeting during it and kind of keeping everybody in the loop. Well... I'll tell you one thing. I'm excited for y'all's trip. I'm excited for us to record, and uh, I'm excited for Tom to hit the secret and the trivia. Yeah, Pete. I'm excited I, about did you I leave first. anything out, Pete? I don't. I don't think so. Um, okay. Why? You know, we just a little bit different. A little bit different trip for us than normal, right? I mean, we're not. Uh, we're not doing Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Half and day. Four Sunday. different parks. So. Half day Sunday. Yeah. So. A little bit different for you guys are only buying one one day of park tickets. Mm-hmm. But so. with that being said, I do have a secret and trivia tonight. I came prepared. I don't and and preface this. I I have two trivia questions for tonight because I don't have a clue what my last trivia question was. So no idea. I'm gonna go secret of the secret of the night. Did you know that Animal I, Kingdom opened on Earth Day? I didn't know that. So I did because it just its anniversary was Friday. I just knew. I, that's how I figured out. Yeah. Uh, the anniversary just passed. Uh, so that's the secret. And then um, trivia. Two trivia questions. First one is, when is Mickey Mouse's birthday? I don't need the exact like birth year, just the date. And then what is the tallest attraction at Walt Disney World? This one might be sneaky. It might not be sneaky. I don't know. You can, I've, got uh, another tri- I've got another trivia question, too. Okay, three what, trivias. What hand is Captain Hook's hook on? Okay, I've, I'm typing it in right now. Okay, so we have when is Mickey Mouse's birthday? When it what what is the tallest attraction in Walt Disney World? And what hand is Captain Hook's hook on? You can tweet us at Mendo WDW podcast or email us at Mendo WDW gmail.com with your guesses. I look forward uh, to hopefully recording again at some point in the future and giving you these answers. Anything else? I think that's it. All right. Well, that is all we have for this week. Please tune in next week for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, comments, please tweet us or email us at MenduWDW at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening, giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you next week.